You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Okay, I'll hit it. You know, I always say that, Al, hit it. I don't know what you're hitting, but anyway. There I'm, I'm, I'm hitting the gas pedal. There you go. All righty. Uh, joining us today, and it's Saturday morning, is Darren Bosses from Salem Tire. And we're going to talk about what Salem is doing for the trucking industry by mm-hmm. giving back. And interesting stuff about Salem Tire. We'll talk about some of their warranties and ask some tire questions from listeners. We're going to be talking with Dan Parks. He's the CEO of Clutch.ca. This is a website where you can actually buy a car without even touching a car. You basically look for it, look at it. Buy it, try it. If you don't like it, you give it back. So that's going to be an interesting business model. And we'll mm-hmm. be talking with Dan after we finish with uh, Darren. And then at the end of the show, after Alan and I go through all our emails, we're going to be talking with my John Carmichael. And we're going to talk about the clarity when buying a used car. So that's a show. How's that a show? I have no idea, but that's a show. All right. Well, let's get the show on the road. After the break, we're going to be talking with Darren Bosses. This is... <laughs> Dave's Car the Garage on Saturday morning. We'll be right back. Welcome back, and it's Dave's Corner Garage. My name's Dave Redinger, and we're with Darren Bossens. And Darren, we all know, is with Salem Tires. Salem's actually been doing a lot of promotion during the pandemic. Darren, tell us some of the stuff that you've been doing. Well, uh, yeah, um, obviously everybody has been affected by the pandemic to, to varying degrees, and Salem just thought maybe they give back a little so they've done a few promotions here the one is the sailing gives back which is uh thank the trucker promotion so we went to four truck stops uh for two or three hours and we handed out uh little packages with uh, safety uh personal uh, care stuff uh some ppe and some food items mm. um so we did one in woodbridge kitchener mississauga and Brantford. who did and, you uh, select but did you just sort of give them to anybody we just gave them to anybody. It was funny because some of the some of the drivers were very reluctant to take it because they assumed they had to buy something or they're going to be <laughs> kind of a sales pitch. So right. a lot of guys a lot of guys said no, and then really? they'd go out to their truck. They talk to other guys and say no, no, they just gave it to me for free. So they they'd circle back around and get back in line and uh, get one. So it was uh, I think it was a success. I think a lot of them were surprised, and as we know, they are the the unsung heroes, right? Well, yeah, and the, the, the truckers do. I mean, they, they they haul. They didn't stop, right? They they, they no. haul freight. They haul food. They haul medical equipment, uh, medical supplies, and and they go twenty four seven. Exactly, and then you know, putting themselves in harm's way to some degree because you know the pandemic's going on. So, so that was that was the one promotion. Uh, we also did a, a first responders drive-in movie night at the theaters in Oakville. That was on mm. uh, August, August 12th. So we had all the, some personal, uh, uh, or the, um, the responders come in for free. We fed them, uh, watched the movies. They brought their kids. So that was a, that was a big success for sure. Uh, and then finally we had a contest, uh, basically a social media contest where, um, dealers, our dealers throughout North America could write in about an individual in their community, like a first responder or somebody doing something special during the, uh, the pandemic. And then we picked a winner and they got a three set of, 
sale and tires for their vehicle, as well as uh, a storyline about them written up and posted on social media. So that's kind of what uh, we've been up to with regards to trying to give back a little bit in these crazy times. Fascinating. Now, Salen, you, you, you're kind of a unique tire company in the fact that you have a 30-day go-back. If there's a problem with the tire, come on back, bring it back. We'll just take it back from you. Warranty. Yeah. And you you also have a really high mileage warranty. Yeah, exactly. And and a lot of times, it's you know, like a lot of people have uh, preconceived notions about offshore product or maybe not the big three. But uh, this helps us, you know, sell the product, and, and it also shows that we stand behind the product uh, with respect to mileage, warranty, um, and and also trial trial uh, trial basis as well. So it's called what's called a third tier tire, right? Third tier, yeah. So right. there's basically one, two, and three, and uh, this is value line. There's still a fourth tier as well that's kind of and they consider it entry level, but uh, Salem's uh, in the upper tier three and uh, supplies a full line. Um, with and and actually, um, as we know, the Chinese in, in the old days didn't do much technology. It was more uh, basically reverse engineer everybody else's products. But now it's it's a totally different ballgame in China. Now they're they're actually uh, they have uh, they're moving forward with all kinds of technological advancements. So I have a own. question for you. I just sure. bought a new car. It came with tires. What tier would those tires be? I mean, what would the manufacturer stick on a brand new car to deliver to a client? And like buying a Salem would be the first choice of tires that I would have. Yeah, typically what you're going to find on OE, because uh, Salem at the time, like currently has no OE fitments uh, in North America anyways. Um, but uh, typically you're going to find uh, tier one or potentially tier two product on uh, OE fitness for North American vehicles. But I think it's important to mention here that, you know, every company, every, every tier one, tier two, tier three, you know, they have their good, better, best tires. So in other words, I, I, I sort of question, you know, even if it's a, a brand name, whether it's a Michelin or a Goodyear or something along those lines, which are tier one, they do have a bargain basement tire, right? Yeah, like they kind of how the majors have done it. They've kind of differentiated by brand. So you like Michelin, you know, Michelin is, uh, you know, obviously owns the Michelin brand. They own the BF Goodrich brand and then they own the Uniroyal brand. So mm -hmm. what they do is they kind of tear out the tires based on the brands. Michelin being tier one, BFG being tier two and Uniroyal being tier three. So that's kind of how they differentiate Bridgestone, the same thing with Bridgestone and Firestone. Um, so they kind of want to keep them kind of separate. But as we know, in the, in the market, North America, market, Canada as well, in the passenger light truck, you know, it's, almost, it's verging on 40% of market share um, uh, for these offshore tires, right? So it's, they obviously work, um, and there's demand for them. So, And I can personally vouch myself because, I mean, I, I, we bought tires from you guys uh, it, at least four years ago on my, my CRV and Correct. I'm not an easy driver and, um, they still have tread. They still hold the road. I've had zero problems with that. I hope I don't make one tonight, but <laughs> yeah, hey, no, you know what? <laughs> Alan, we put them on the race car and we, we run over 200 laps at Cayuga with the things and they still got tread. Yeah. The other thing I want to mention too, is you guys have road hazard and no one else has that. Um, and what road hazard is, is within the first year or so, if you, you know, have an accident where you, you cut a tire, you, it, it goes flat, you ruin it, you get a new one for free. So uh, nobody else does that. So I, hats off to you guys. Yeah, no, thank you. It's uh, like I said, we're just trying to sell confidence in the, in the consumer. And uh, I think we have. 
So, Darren, you're actually trying to get into the truck market. That's actually a big market for you, isn't it? So, truck market, yeah, we're 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 definitely deep in the tr- in the truck market as well. Um, we we sell all all segments. Uh, the only thing that we don't really sell is motorcycle tires. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're we're big into the into the truck. If you're talking medium truck, um, we're, we're very the Salem has like a few brands that they sell into the North America market for for truck. We sell a, a large number of. Uh, medium truck tires in this. So, market. like one of those comes in, that's eighteen sales. <laughs> yeah, well, typically, or even more. Like typically, fleets are buying them by the hundreds in a lot of. Cases. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. So the weather's getting on. Mileage, We're coming but... near the end of August. When you guys start yeah. ordering winter tires? Uh, we started ordering a while ago. Production is probably stopped now for winter tires. Uh, most of our Quebec customers are receiving their um, their orders now. Um, over the next uh, month or so, um, Ontario is going to be lag- the, in lagging that by probably two or three weeks. But yeah, that's the, the orders have been, the bookings have been done, orders are placed. We have ours uh, in stock as well, so it's, uh, it's, it's in kind of full force. How was your plants in China? Were they actually closed at all for, due to COVID, or you've been operating? Uh, we've been operating, like, um, I think... Uh, Salem closed down, I think, for a very short period of time. But we also have production outside of China, mm-hmm. um, so we weren't we weren't nearly as affected. But um, yeah, they they were back in action um, a lot sooner than we were. We're over here, that's for sure. Well, that's and great. Plan- so I don't I don't have to worry about you know having inventory. It'll all be there. That's great, Dave. Yeah, supply, I was going to say supply that will be an issue. That the plant actually has no people in it. It's very few people in that plant. Yeah, it's like you can social distance yourself in a in a factory like that pretty easily because it's so large and there's not a lot of people in the factory. So no, it's and all ro- automated. And, and robots yeah. do not get COVID nineteen. Uh, uh, so far, we haven't heard of any. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> let's hope we don't. <laughs> so, Darren, how do we get in touch with Salen? SalenTire.ca, and uh, we've got a dealer locator there, and and all the models and and descriptions. Uh, features and benefits, etc. All there. Warranty as well. We've got all kinds of videos too with testing them on uh, doing blind taste tests, so to speak, eh? Exactly. Yeah. There's a, there's a there's a great deal of information on the website. It's a good place to start. Love it. Sale and tire. I use them. I think they work well. We've raced them. Uh, never had a problem. Nothing. No. Nope. And, and, and let me know your new us. size, Dave. And let me know your new size, and we'll get you suited up. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Dave, awesome. Was Dave on a diet or something? What are you talking about? <laughs> about his new automobile. Oh, 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 oh. I thought they put him on a diet again. Alan, if you're no, good, I'll let no. you have a ride. <laughs> <laughs> but only if you're good. <laughs> Thanks good for luck. joining us, Darren. Thanks, gentlemen. Have a great day. Okay, it's Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be back in a few minutes right after these messages. And Alan and I are going to do the emails. We got emails. I- we got emails. And, of course... Uh- how come I got to do all the answering? Why don't I get to ask some questions? Okay, I'll ask you a question. You can answer. That was that. All right. <laughs> there you go. This is Dave's Barn Garage. We'll be right back. Alrighty, we're back at Dave's Corner Garage. I'm with Alan Gelman. My name's Dave Rediger, and uh, we're going to do this segment of email questions. First question. Now, you even you can get this one, Alan. Okay. <laughs> we have a Ford Taurus model 2008 with more than 200,000 clicks on it. I wanted to sell the car, but I'm not getting any offers. Why? <laughs> well, of course, the first thing you have to look at is how much are they asking? I mean, that car really is not worth a whole lot of money to begin with. 
That's exactly what he's saying. So the question is, if it was a Japanese car, if it was a Toyota Camry with 2008K, it has value. Has way more value, yeah, because they've got a much better reputation. Uh, you know, people look around, they see what other pe- folks are driving, uh, they listen to the news, they read the internet, they Google search, they find out what the history is on these vehicles. Um, and and if you go yourself, it's uh, VMR Canada. Is that the website, yeah, Dave? VMR Canada, yeah. You can find exactly what your car is worth, and and uh, it, it's a good way. So when other people put ads on there. Um, you can go on VMR site and and check, put in the same vehicle information, and you're going to find out if if the the car you're looking at is really a dream of that seller, or if in fact is it going to be a good deal for you. But so for reality, sure, what you need to what but you need what you need to do though is yeah. have the vehicle inspected by your own mechanic, especially if it's an old car. Um, don't buy it as is because you could end up with a a pile of junk in your driveway. It happens to look like a car. <laughs> it has four wheels, but. But, but, the, the, but the reality is the Americans or the American nameplates, because mm-hmm. they're not always built in America, right. um, don't have the same uh, residual values as the Japanese or the or now the Asian ones, which the Korean cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and they they've made some great uh, great advances. Uh, we we see lots of uh, hun- you know Hyundai's and Kias and yeah, they seem, to, they seem to last an awful long time, and they stand behind the product too. You know, they mean it's not like they've been without issues. Um, I just had them help me out uh, with a like, customer's car where the motor had blown. And even though the vehicle was past warranty, mileage, time-wise, certainly mileage, it had very little. And they, it took a little bit of you know prompting, but eventually they said, all right, you're right, we will take care of it. And they put a whole new motor in the car, no charge. So they're, they're, they stand behind their product, which is good. Yeah, that happened to somebody at the station. He got a new motor for free on his Kia. Yes, he did. He blew the engine, apparently used up all the oil prematurely, and they stepped up and gave him another engine. So, yeah, they do stand up for him. Yeah, good stuff. All right, next question. Uh, Read your column. Find your tips very helpful. First-time car owner. I bought a 2008 Chevy Malibu two years ago. After six months, the ABS light came on. Do I have to fix it? Do you have to fix it? Um, you know what? I, I, I read your, your byline here, and I saw that you're not a fan personally of ABS. No, but, I mean, especially in the winter, you just put it right off the side of the road. Well, but, but it, it's, when it's working well, it works well. In other words, it does help people get out of a jackpot. You know? it, what happens is, is it's, it's, it stops the wheel from locking up. It allows you to continually to still steer the car in the right direction because the front wheel is stopped. Turning it left or right is not going to do anything. It's still going to go plow in the same way. And that's what ABS does. Uh, yes, in some situations, the light may be on, but it's still working. But in a lot of cases, the computer has detected a problem, and it, and it should be fixed. Uh, most garages now have been dealing with it for a long time. I would get an estimate and uh, you know, see how much it costs. And if it's not a big deal to fix, I would, I would get it fixed personally. You know, what we're not saying is there's, there's lots of other items that come off the ABS sensors, such as yaw control, uh, how much air is in the tires, uh, traction control. All those stuff comes off the ABS sensors. That's right. And a lot of cars now don't have uh, tire pressure sensors anymore. What they're doing is they're using the information from those wheel speed sensors mm-hmm. to actually tell you if you've got a low tire or not. So, in effect, he's, he's actually uh, turned a lot of stuff off by not having ABS. That's right. So you all fix it. So do you have to uh, have ABS working for safety? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. They've changed the rules about two years ago now. Um, 
So you do do a test drive. If there's warning lights on, whether they're for airbag or ABS, that has to be fixed. Otherwise, the car does not pass certification. And this is where, for example, uh, you want to get that car checked out before you pay for it because those repairs, I mean, even a, a, you know, a small ABS problem is still going to cost you about 250 bucks. Mm -hmm. um, it could cost well over, you know, two, 3,000, depending on. Otherwise, again, you can't get it certified. You couldn't even sell it. It's just a box of parts that happens right. like a Chevy Biscayne. <laughs> a Biscayne. <laughs> How far back are you going now, Dave? <laughs> Nixon. I'm going right back to Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, well, let's do this, the last this, one. Is I'm having trouble with my ride. My car started and idles. After five minutes, it gets rough and stalls. I will try to restart. It will not catch after letting it cool down for normally. Uh, then it starts up and runs okay. What's wrong? Great question. Um, it, I, I, does it when you say it, it starts running normally afterwards? Does it continue or does it die again? Do you know, oh, it apparently continues. Okay, well, Once that's warmed up. It runs normally. He writes. That that's that's a little. I'm gonna have to scratch my head on that one. Certainly, um, there's. I, I got no hair left, but I'm gonna scratch it anyways. Mm -hmm. um, well, what what you're talking about normally is what they call a hot soak. In other words, you know, when when the car is shut off or the engine gets hot, certain components get much hotter. But the first thing they have to find out is what you're missing. Like you need two things, first of all, for the engine to run. You need spark, you need fuel. You have to find out what you're missing. Like why is the car stalling? Yep. Has it lost its spark because, for example, the control module is gone uh, or the coils are gone. Um, and on the other side of it, you got fuel. So either you got a bad fuel pump, you could have a, a bad fuel pump relay. Uh, especially as, when, when cars went to fuel injection, they found out pretty quickly that a lot of the electrical wasn't built to the same quality and it couldn't handle the current carrying that was necessary. Uh, especially, you know, you, people didn't change their fuel filters. That fuel pump had to work much harder and fuel pump relays. And then ultimately too, ignition switches would burn out for those simple reasons that the parts had to work too hard, the wiring and the components weren't strong enough. So again, you, you've got to, you've got to, it has to be at the mechanic when it kind of dies, which is very difficult, but um, that's the only way you can get to the bottom of it. Otherwise, you're just throwing parts at it. And you know what? Very costly. Um, you just brought up a point. People that put lots of keys on their keychain, when they, if they mm -hmm. still have a car that uses a keychain, right. that keychain wiggles back and forth continually and wears mm -hmm. out the locks. That's right. It'll wear out the locks so that, that, that what do they call that? The detent, you know, when you turn mm -hmm. it to one position and back. Yeah. If that detent wears out, it takes nothing to turn the car back into the off position. You know, one little speed bump and, and your car shuts down. Yeah. It can get scary. You understand when, when your engine's not running, you lose your power brakes, you lose the power steering. Um, so, yeah, you want to take all those keys off. It's not necessary. No, it's not necessary. And uh, I was going to tell you a story about this lady comes into the dealership and says, you know, when she buys ice cream, if she buys vanilla, her car starts right away. If she buys pistachio, car won't start. She has to sit there for 10 minutes before it goes. So the dealer says to her, you know what, lady, you're a little bit off the deep end. So he decides to go and buy ice cream. So it turns out if you buy vanilla, it comes right off the shelf. It's prepackaged. If you buy pistachio, you got to wait while the guy packages the pistachio ice cream, mm -hmm. which takes longer and the car heat soaks. So she was absolutely right, but couldn't explain it properly. <laughs> well, this is why it's important to go for a ride with the customer. Yes. Hopefully feel what they're feeling. Um, you and I have both, as mechanics, have, have spent hours working on the wrong noise. Yes. Yeah, so you want to yes. make sure. I, 
Yeah, as a matter of fact, I had a lady with Volkswagen years ago where I said, lady, it doesn't stall. I, I promise you. I, I wish I could sell you something, but I can't. So we went for a ride together, and the lady scared the daylights out of me. She didn't apply the brakes until it was about three feet before the stop sign, just about put me through the windshield. And guess what? It stalled. She says, you see? I told you. I went, oh, my God. You drive like this all the time, lady. No, we don't want to know. There. We don't want to know. Anyways, uh, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Dan Parks from Clutch.ca, a unique way to buy a car. It's Dave's Corner Garage. Say goodbye, Al. Bye, Al. We'll be right back. You know, COVID-19 has affected a lot of car businesses uh, and has actually something unique has come out of the car industry, and that is buying a vehicle online with actually, what's it called, uh, contact-free, I'm not even touching it. At the same time, the TTC ridership is dropping, the same time the Uber and Lyft products are dropping, and people are buying cars. And stepping up to the plate is Dan Park, and Dan is with a company called Clutch.ca. Dan, how are you? Hey, good. Thanks for having me on the show. Good stuff. So you're basically a tech company selling cars. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what we call ourselves. We are a tech company that happens to be selling cars. Um, so excited about delivering a Amazon-like experience for car buying to Canadian consumers. Does it come in a box? Uh, no, but it can come on a truck. So <laughs> we could we could we could certainly wrap it up for you if we really wanted to. All right, so, so let's go through the process. Yeah, you know, someone goes on. They, they go to Clutch.ca. They look at your website. Yep. And so they put in their request. How does it work? Yeah, so uh, all of our inventory is online, and, and we pride ourselves on being very transparent. Um, and so every car has detailed pictures of any wear and tear. It comes with a, a free downloadable Carfax. It's got 360-degree uh, photos of the interior next year. So when, you, when you're looking at one of our cars, you know exactly what you're getting. Each one has gone through a 210-point inspection. Um, so really high-quality vehicles uh, that you can get a ton of information on which online and then you, know, you go through our flow, you, put, you can apply for your credit, um, you can submit your information, um, and uh, you're off to the races. So can you get online credit? Uh, yeah, so we're, uh, we're in the process of launching a new tool where folks can uh, see what, uh, what the monthly payments are for their vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's through a soft pull, so it doesn't hit your credit score, but you'll get a sense of where you might end up. Uh, so it gives you a higher degree of confidence when you're clicking the button and, and buying a car. We'll deliver that car right to your home. And if you don't like it, there's a seven-day money-back guarantee. Uh, no questions asked. We can return the car. How? Uh, question. So I'm buying a used car. Um, now it could be, let's say, five years old, six years old, for example. Hopefully not a ton of miles. Um, but can I actually look at the report that you guys have generated in terms of its condition? Yep. Yep. There, everything there is is right online. Uh, so we've got you know the report that we generate as 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 uh, alongside the Carfax as well. So. Again, we're our, our company. We started the company because we thought there was an easy way to buy a car um, in a world where you, you know, consume your, your your media through Netflix. You listen to your your music on, you know, on on, on Spotify, and you buy your packages through Amazon. Um, we felt like there was a better way to buy a vehicle, and so we're we're really rethinking the the car buying process from the ground up. And one of the processes, of course, with normally with buying a car is, is it's a haggle type of environment. Um, you don't offer that, correct? In other words, here's the price. This is our best price. Take it or leave it. 
Uh, yeah, no, well, it's a, it's a little bit more complicated than that. We've got um, a team of uh, software engineers and data scientists. Uh, and so we use algorithmic pricing for our, 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 all, for all our vehicles. So the price can actually go up or down depending on market conditions. Um, and so we are, and we price in any of the wear and tear that you see in the vehicle. So um, when, when a customer sees the price of the vehicle, they have a high degree of confidence that that's the right price of the vehicle. So in other words, if there's a lack of cars, which there is, uh, there's a lack of new cars. So used cars are hot. Uh, the, the again, supply and demand, right? So you're buying an, uh, a product that you're using. It, you're going to pay more for that. Yeah, it depends on the make and model. There's some, right. certainly some popular, more popular models and makes versus others, and so. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, week to week that varies. Um, and, and again, the prices aren't changing daily, but we, we try to adjust them based on market conditions because we want to make sure that customers are getting the, the best price and the right price for the vehicle. So when you're sourcing your vehicles, that's your biggest problem is finding good cars. Uh, yeah, and again, we use um, you know a, a lot of technology in order to do that. Um, we we buy through a number of different channels, and we believe that if we can get and purchase really great cars for our com- customers, then they they get better cars, and and that that helps everyone. So our our goal is to do really great buying, which allows them to uh, be sold really well. Hmm. So do you buy? Would you buy private vehicles, or do you buy from dealers, or do you buy yep, from options? Yep. We we've we've bought from a number of different sources. Um, and again, we, we want to make sure that our, our site has a, a wide selection of vehicles that, that appeals to a, a broad range of folks. And so we want to make sure that, um, you know, if there's a certain vehicle that you want, um, we have something that's uh, pretty close or, or exactly what you want on the site. So you can, you know, be, be, be sure that you're getting a great, great car. Hmm. And you have other products too that you that you sell, which is what tire warranty and uh, uh, rust proofing and, and extended warranties. Yeah, and so our, our philosophy around that is we, we want to sell products that um, we would sell to our friends and family. My, my father has bought a car, and he didn't get any special treatment, but he um, you know, purchased some of the products that, that he thought was were valuable and value-add for him, and so we sell extended warranty, tire rim protection, and, and, and others. Hmm. So who's your market? Um, you know, Generally, our market is, is anyone that needs a car, but, I mean, that's obviously broad. Um, I think folks that uh, you know value their time um, want an easier and more transparent and trusted way to buy a car. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly appeals to them. They want the convenience of 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 having it dropped off. You know, we've had folks uh, call us or 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 you know send a chat message on online and say, "Look, I, I'm going up to the cottage this weekend. I want a Jeep Wrangler. Um, can you get it to me by five o'clock?" And given our online yeah, process, yeah. we can we can we can deliver cars in, on the same day. So we've had a lot of folks, um, you know, w- want a vehicle for that evening, and and uh, it's sitting in their driveway when they get back from work or, you know, back from wherever they are. Now, if people have an old beater that they want to trade in, you guys accept trade-ins as well, correct? Yeah, we'll take, we'll take all trade-ins, and, and depending on the, the car, you know, we, our, our, we, we, all of our cars on our site, you know, meet a certain standard. So mm-hmm. um, regardless of that, we'll take the trade-in and, and then make sure that, um, um, you know, we, we, we give you some value for that, for that old car. The car gets delivered to the person's driveway, right? But yep. in a lot of cases, especially if it's something new that you're not familiar with, um, usually the salesperson or delivery person will go through the car to show you how things operate. Do you do it the same way or it's basically just a truck driver who's delivering it? No, we have, um, you know, all of our cars are, are delivered by our, our 
our car concierges, which is what we call them. Um, they they drop off the car and they're very knowledgeable knowledgeable of vehicles and they 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 love you know they love cars. Um, and so um, when they drop it off, they, you know the, the the customer takes a full you know they they would do a walk around. Um, they're encouraged to take it for a drive. Uh, and um, if there's any questions, they can certainly ask that individual. That's great. All right, Dave. I was going to say, and 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 this is because right now of COVID nineteen. Is this sustainable? Like after COVID is over? Yeah, I think I think you know generally what you've seen over the last couple of months um, is a, a deeper penetration of e-commerce into just retail generally. Mm-hmm. Um, back in two thousand nine, e-commerce penetration of retail sales was close to five point six percent, and over the last ten years, that's gone up to sixteen. So, last ten years, you've gained about ten percentage points in penetration of of. Uh, e-commerce into retail over the last six months that that's gone up an additional 11 percent so you've seen uh, basically the the same growth in penetration over the last couple of months than you've seen over the last 10 years in, in retail generally and so i think consumers um are, are seeing the benefit and uh, are getting excited by the the convenience and and the transparency frankly of the online purchase and so we're 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 trying to deliver that obviously to the car buying experience so we're seeing a complete change in the retail model you know like the dealers will be slowly uh, moved out well, i think there's a world for 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 everything i think you know the the best examples to point to are in the us um, where you've seen online car sales uh, around for the last you know eight nine years, mm-hmm. and you know there's still a, a relatively small portion of the market, less than one percent across all players. So you know you're seeing you know for every 99 cars that are sold today, you know only or sorry every hundred cars that are being sold today, only one is being sold online. Right. Um, and so look like I think you know the adoption will you know be be faster than probably expected, but you know again a lot of cars are still sold through the traditional methods, so I don't anticipate dealers going away anytime soon. Uh, we're just wanting to offer a different way and a more exciting and more transparent way to buy a car, um, you know, as you would a package off Amazon. How do you get in touch with Clutch? So pretty easy. You just Jump on our website, www.clutch.ca. Um, we do have a phone number. You can call us, um, but email and, and chat works as well. Uh, and and um, you know all of our cars are, are right there for you to see. And and you've got you know pretty pretty great photos and, and detail about each one of them. You've got nice product, mostly for 2014 and newer. Um, yeah, generally yeah, generally 2014 or newer, all accident free and less than 100k of mileage. Beautiful stuff here. I saw the cars. They're really nice stuff. I and don't like worry. Every one of them. And they come with a money back guarantee. You can't go wrong. You got it. Yep, exactly. You call it test owning. So, uh, you know, test, test owning. Driving. I like that. Exactly. All right, Dan. Thank you very much for joining okay. us. Have yourself a great weekend. You too. Thanks so much, guys. Great. Very welcome. Right. Bye bye. Dan Parks bye. is with Clutch.ca. It's a great website. I went on that website. There's a lot of information on there. Even if you're not buying a car, it's it's a great way just to see what's going on in the marketplace. You promised me you're going to give me a company car. Oh, you're reneging now? I gave you one. Oh, I forgot to give that to my daughter. <laughs> I got confused. All right, what are we doing after the break, Dave? John Carmichael is going to join us after the break, Al, and we're going to be talking about uh, purchasing used cars. All right, sounds like a plan. We'll be right back. All righty, welcome to Dave's Corner Garage. Joining us today is Mr. John Carmichael, who is the registrar for the Ontario Motor Vehicle Industry Council. You know what, just before we get going, yeah. why don't we explain to our listeners what OMVIC is? Yeah, go ahead, John. John? 
Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> OMVIC uh, functionally is a consumer protection agency. So we are there to uh, assist consumers in the buying, selling, leasing sector of the auto industry. Mm-hmm. And if uh, if they have a problem, if they've had a, an issue, and we can talk about some of those, I'm sure, today, they can call us and we'll get involved in uh, in helping them resolve the problem. The other side of the uh, responsibility is to... Uh, ensure that we are raising the bar, if you like, mm-hmm. on dealer professionalism. So through education, through programs that help the dealer to educate his, his staff, and uh, and we spend a lot of our effort on that as well. And I think the big but that our listeners should listen to or, or hear us saying is that all of those rules and all those regulations and the compensation fund only come into place if you buy from a registered dealer. That's correct. We uh, we operate under the Motor Vehicle Dealers Act, which is a provincially legislation, legislated uh, uh, a bit of legislation, and um, uh, we support the, uh, the registered dealers. So we register, this year alone, we registered uh, another 800 new and used wow. car dealers, uh, 8,100 dealers in the province. Right, but uh, at the same time, you understand that if you buy it from Kijiji Motors or for yeah. for Tim Hortons, uh, <laughs> yeah, private sale, we're not we're not involved in that. Right, and, and generally we call those curbsiders. Yes, if well, if it's an illegal dealer uh-huh. who's selling more than a certain number of vehicles, three, four, five vehicles. So that's or, the badge he wears. He's a curbsider. He's a curbsider, right? an illegal dealer, and we don't support that. Which means that the consumer is left without. The backstop of our motor vehicle uh, compensation fund. So one of the things that you actually are promoting is all-in pricing. That's one of the serious ones where you can't uh, bait and switch. Well, exactly. When a dealer advertises a car uh, and they advertise a price on that vehicle, the only addition is... Tax and license. Is he under HST any obligation? Is there any obligation to say, I'm really sorry, I just sold it here. Uh, here's the bill of sale. It's gone. Uh, how about can we switch into something else? If it's legitimate, yes. it, it, it happens. Uh, that's the business. But if uh, the car has been sold for a month, our people want to talk to them about that. Because you'll chase the serial numbers. Yeah. All righty. Now, there was a situation I read in the paper the other day about electric vehicles. Okay. And the fact that people have not received their refunds. And I think the dealers are the ones that are out the pocket. No, the uh, consumer. Consumer's out of pocket. The, yeah, the consumer has bought the vehicle, and uh, they apply to the government for the subsidy, for the for the uh, rebate. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it goes back almost two years mm-hmm. where uh, dealers and manufacturers had to, when the program was canceled in right. August of uh, 2017, dealers and manufacturers had to register all their invent- incoming inventory uh, that is sold and ready for delivery right. with the government. If you're not on that list, but you bought the car expecting to take advantage of that $14,000 rebate, Correct. and that's why you bought the vehicle, you've got a problem if that vehicle wasn't uh, registered with the government. And that's those are the issues we get involved with. So it's not they're not available in Ontario. When, when Ford came to power, he canceled it. Canceled the program. Right, but it's still a federal uh, program. <clears throat> yeah, it, it's available. It's a $5,000 rebate now. It's available right across the country. And I was just reading the other day that uh, the federal government budgeted $300 million that's over correct. three yeah. years. Mm-hmm. They've already exceeded the 50% mark after the first year. So they're they're in the soup on that. We, but but uh, you guys were talking. I mean, just from that perspective, you know, because we're gas car guys, we're not necessarily electric car guys. And you felt, why should we subsidize 
people who go get electric cars. Well, I, I, as you know, I have an issue on that. I, uh-huh. uh, I personally believe that it's not a, a, a taxpayer responsibility to pay for those subsidies, but we do. And when the government forks over mm-hmm. $7,500, $14,000, as we did in Ontario for almost 10 years, we made little dent in the sales numbers, but that was the determining factor in what car people were, dis- decided to buy on the electric vehicle market. That's a subsidy coming from the taxpayer, you and I. Well, right, but the manufacturers state that they can't sell them cheaper because it costs them more money to make. Do you not believe that? I, no, I don't. It's their responsibility. <laughs> okay. I, uh, I think the, uh, if, if we're going to sell electric vehicles, right. the manufacturer, is, it's incumbent on them to price the vehicles accordingly. And if, if those prices are too high for consumer acceptance... Mm-hmm. The vehicle's going to fail. Now, there are some fabulous cars out there today. But, 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 but from a green perspective, you know, at the governments, you know, people want green to, to be the way of the future. Sure. I mean, look at what's going on in Europe. They sell way more green cars than they do here. Um, but then again, I mean, everybody drove diesels, but, but they're going the way of electric now. So well, we it, had, it's better for the environment. Yeah, I, I, I personally believe we had two, two problems with that. Yes, I agree with you that... Mm-hmm. If the green uh, technology, uh, the electric vehicle is the right car for the time, somehow between the government and the manufacturer, they should figure out how do we get there. Without us paying for it. Without you and I paying for it as a taxpayer. But the other problem, uh, (laughs) and keeping in mind, we're still selling less than 1%. Yeah. Yeah, A half a percent of vehicles are electric vehicles. Mm -hmm. So with the subsidies, it's still not happening. Right. The other problem, which the government is now putting a focus on, is there's no infrastructure. So if you want to take a, an electric car for a drive and you're unsure, where do you plug in? That's how do you right. get how do you pay get the power and who's going to pay for that power? That's right. Yeah, the power was the other issue. There's no question about that. Now, That's gonna, starting to improve now. If we're having brownouts in the summer now, how's it going to work when everybody has electric cars? You no, know, I wouldn't mind hearing from a dealer or a person who has one of these cars, what's it like to live with? I mean, it, it's it's a whole change of lifestyle. It's like driving your cell phone. You know, you got to wash the battery all the time. you got all this anxiety going on. So I'd like to hear from somebody who actually has an EV. What's it like to, on a daily operation? It hums. Hums. It hums. <laughs> it actually quiet. does. It doesn't go rum, 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 rum. No. It all just right. hums. We'll be right back. Please listen for <laughs> And if you're worried numbers. about your hum or quitting, you better give us a call right now. Yeah. This is Days Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back, and uh, Al, you know what? It was 1972 when I earned my certificate. 1972, that's a while ago. Mm-hmm. But that was after a six-year apprenticeship. And people don't realize how much goes into becoming a licensed mechanic. And then we should get more respect. Oh, I feel we, we, we do. Um, obviously, it, it, it's a case of there's been a, a trust issue for many, many years. Yeah. Um, you know, where people question whether they were getting what they deserved or getting overcharged or cheated. Um, not that, and, but I'm quick to find out or, or quick to say that it goes along with any kind of blind item thing. I mean, when a guy comes to fix your fridge, you really have no idea what's involved. So you have to believe that when he tells you this is what it's going to cost, yep. that he's being honest with you. Um, I, I saw a thing years ago on W5 um, about dentists because you know, you go to the dentist with, with for just for a checkup and you don't have anything particularly wrong. Um, and they had anything from one guy said you needed your whole mouth rebuilt. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with your car or your mouth. <laughs> so so this is where you have to build trust. And this is why we feel, Dave, you and I are, are on the same page with this, is that you really should be going to the same person that you trust regularly. Like yes. don't nickel and dime. 
don't shop around for that bargain because it's i'm amazed actually how how naive people can be you know they see a special for something and they they think they're going to get away with just that if, if someone's got a price that's too good to be true it probably isn't so well, you words, know it's yeah, it's really the the disconnect between the technology and the owner you know, it used to be back when they were all farmers and fixing things under a tree, they knew how to set a set of points of timing. But those days are over. It's all computerized. It's all electronic. And that's yes, but, gonna... but, but on the plus side, I'm able to now, you know, once we have a car up in the air, I can take pictures of it and send them to the customer right away mm-hmm. and say, remember you brought it in? You said you had a grinding sound. Well, here's a picture of the brake rotors. Here's a picture of the brake pads. So you can see it in real time you know, why it needs replacing. Yes. So it's so much better that way. We used to call that five o'clock surprise. Five o'clock surprise <laughs> is when they, when they showed up and they had a huge bill and said, what yep. the hell happened here? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Where's the mechanic? Oh, he just went on a road test. <laughs> 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 but yeah, in reality, this it's, it, they don't understand what the actual repair is about. And the other thing is that the parts are expensive and people don't realize how much technology is in the parts and that drives the price. Well, of course. I mean, don't forget, you know, a car in the old days cost $2,000. A car nowadays costs $30,000. Obviously, the cost of the parts that went into that car have yep. risen as well. So that's why it's more money. So I'm going to start Respect Your Mechanic Week. I think we should start that as soon as the kids go back to school. <laughs> okay. I'm behind you. like that? 100%. Good enough. So we want to say thank you to our guests for joining us today. Uh, of course, Darren Bossens was joining us from Salem Tires. Yeah, and I want to thank them for you know how they're giving back. They're giving they gave stuff out to the uh, the truckers. Yep. They gave stuff out to the first line workers. You know, they, it's not just about money. They care about the community, and they they're showing it. They're doing a great job. I love Canadians. We're actually nice people. <laughs> then we're going to talk with uh, Dan Parks. We uh, chatted with him about uh, Clutch.ca, a unique way to buy a car. Yeah, people are worried about COVID and getting sick. Here, you can do it all online. And ultimately, they deliver you a car that's wrapped in plastic with a mask on it. Cool. You don't have to worry. I love it. And, of course, if you want to get your emails answered, send it to davescornergarage.com. We'll be glad to answer emails either by text or we will answer it here on air. And as you noticed, we've been answering emails almost every show. So keep those coming in. Davescornergarage.com is a great website. Lots of information on there. And there's lots of pictures of me, Al, me, and Steve. <laughs> and of course, if, if your car's broken down and you can't wait for an email, you're more than welcome to give me a call at the shop. What's your number? 416-665-6230. Oh, and, and also we've got to thank John Carmichael from that great yep. interview. And if you're thinking about a used car, go to the OMVIC website, O-M-V-I-C uh, .ca, I think. And uh, you can find out if that guy who's selling you the car has been on the good list or the bad list. If he owns the car he's selling you. <laughs> That's true. All right, we got to run. Dave, thank you. It's always Dave, a pleasure. It's been a great thing. Have a great weekend. You too. Keep the greasy side down and the shiny side up. That's this backwards, but it works for me. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye-bye. Who cares about the clouds and we're together? Just sing a song and bring the sunny weather. Happy
This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.